Welcome to the True North Podcast. This podcast is about navigating through today's culture in the direction that lands at the heart of God. Let's go! Thank you, Jesus. 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 You are good, good. Oh, you are good. You're good. Oh, you are good. You're good. Oh, you are good. Oh, you're good. I know sometimes for some of y'all that 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 line may be hard. <clears throat> like Pastor Kelsey was saying, I want to stay in the attitude of worship. We're gonna, well, just I want us to stay right here. If you need us, if you need to be seated, you can sit. But I won't be before you very long because I just want to break down that song a little bit and just only I don't have much scripture for you, which is the opposite of what I normally do. But we're just going to stay in this this attitude of worship, this 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 space right here. <clears throat> but like Pastor Kelsey said, I know that line that it it, it can be tough. Because as we were singing it, you know, even as I was singing it this morning at the house, you know, my flesh was like, well, Lindsay, what about this? Or what about that? Where is he at then? And where is he at this? And what about this? And what? And, and instantly the devil loves to loves to bring up the laundry list. In fact, the Bible says that one of his titles is he's the accuser of the brethren. It's his job to bring up all your flaws. It's his job to bring up all your flaws. But you know who else? Yeah, there's somebody else that has an even greater job. And his name is the Holy Spirit. And his job, one of the things that he does, he reminds you of who you are in Christ. The devil will remind you of, hey, well, where was God when this person left your life? Where was God when, when this person left? It wasn't, yeah, your heart was upset. You were bitter when, when they left or your heart was upset when, when this happened on the job or when this person said this about you. And the Holy Spirit will remind you, hey, it's okay because the man at the cross said you are worthy. You are good enough to get into heaven. The man at the cross literally took your place. The man at the cross sings your praises every day. The man at the cross sits at the right hand of God. God pleading on your behalf. In fact, he sent his spirit to come and live in you and take care of everything, make up the gap, every dis- the distance that you cannot come up with, the shortage that you come up with, he makes up the difference. And the Holy Spirit will remind you, oh man, I can't believe I messed up yesterday. The Holy Spirit will remind you of how redeemed you are. The Holy Spirit will remind you of how free you are. Amen. Just staying in this attitude, if you'll, if you'll keep that music playing, if you don't mind. But if you have a Bible, Psalms chapter 100, if you don't, we'll put it up on the screen. And then I'm just going to give you a spoiler alert. We're going to pray at the end. I, I, I text Kelsey, I say, I really feel led for us to pray, for us to pray, for us to pray. But Psalms chapter 100, Psalms chapter 100, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's very brief. It's very brief. You are good. 
Listen, there's oxygen in your lungs right now. He's good. I don't care what bill is due. There's oxygen in your lungs. He is good. I don't care who's, who's here and who's not here. You're here. He's good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms chapter 100, verse 1. David says this. He says, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Sing, that's what we was doing earlier. Sing your way into his presence. The one of the most annoying things my mom always tells me when, the, when it's a bad day, she's like, do you worship Jesus? Be a heavy day at work. Do you worship Jesus? Do you sing yourself, you sing yourself into the presence of God? My flesh don't want to hear that. Your flesh don't want to hear this this morning. But guess what? No matter how dark it gets, sing yourself into the presence of God. Does it mean that Jesus is sitting in heaven waiting for you to sing and then he enters into your space? No. But see, once you start singing about how good he is, what's going to happen? It's the same thing that happened. I watched y'all's faces this morning. You know, you are good, good, oh. By the third time we're doing, you are good. Good, oh, by the 12th time, you are good, good. What happened? You begin to jump over those hurdles in your mind. You begin to jump over those obstacles in the mind, in your mind. Guess what? The, like we said a month or two months ago, the seesaw, the laundry list on the seesaw, it began to get lower in the presence of God. Your redeemed identity began to get higher. Your mind started focusing on who he has made you to be, not who you once was. Amen. Ooh, that's a bar. Verse 3. <clears throat> and realize, watch this, realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. Do you know you bring the Lord pleasure? Your existence. Somebody, please let that marinate in your soul this morning. Your existence brings God pleasure pleasure he delights in you somebody say God delights in me this ain't even the key verse you when we get to the key verse you're gonna know but still just let that truth sit in this morning God delights in you well Lindsay I'm not perfect it didn't say that he didn't it didn't say we are the people we're the perfect people of his pleasure it says we are the people of his pleasure God knows that you are going to slip up God knows that you are going to miss it. God knows that you are going to fall short, but he still delights in you. See, my, my, my kids, they fall short every 30 seconds. We give them a command, 30 seconds later, they're doing the opposite. But still, when they come in the room, my heart skips a beat. Why? Because their existence brings me pleasure. It brings me joy to the point that I'll, if, I'll stop whatever I'm doing if I'm able to stop it. And we're going to wrestle. We're going to play. We're going to joke. I'm, I want to know about their day. All these different The Father, the, your heavenly Father desires the same thing, that he wants to interact with you. He wants to be involved in your life. He wants to be involved in your relationship. He wants to be involved in your relationships. He wants to be involved in your friendships. He wants to be involved in the in 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 you know how it goes on at work. He wants to be involved in at school. He wants to be involved in while you're grocery shopping or pumping the gas. Not because he's a controlling dictator, but because he is a father in love with his child. 
to the point that he can't, he doesn't want to go not even a, a second apart from us. Lindsay, that's not true. Oh, I know it's true. Because even in the midst of our darkness, he said, no, 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 we're, we're not going to let humanity go on its own. And the Bible says that before the foundations of the world, God already had a plan to redeem us. And already, and already started constructing the lineage of Jesus. And when this person will fall short, guess what? It's okay because we're going we're gonna to veer this way, but it's still going to open up a space. There's still going to come one that will be out in the wilderness to preparing the way of the Lord. There's still going to be one that's going to that's gonna symbolize the Lord that's going to go into the, into the den of lions and will not be devoured. Why? Because he is a symbol of the one that's going to come. There's still going to be three men that's going to go into a fiery furnace, but they will be a symbol because they won't be burned up. They will be a symbol of the one that will come and be the fourth man in your fire, be the plus one in your fire be the plus one that even in the midst of all chaos he is keeping you in perfect peace oh ah. he keeps us in perfect peace the bible says you we are steadily kept in perfect peace when our mind is stayed upon him stayed upon him for he is our creator and we belong to him we're the people of his pleasure you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. I remember my dad teaching this when I was eight, when I was 17 or 18. We did this whole, you know, the password. What's his name? Jesus. The password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and effectually bless his beautiful name. Spoiler alert, here's the key verse. Verse 5. Watch this. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. We don't even we we just go home off the first part. We go home off the the opening scene. David said, "The Lord is always good." Well, Lindsay, there's 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 people that talk about me. There's people that leave me, whether it's whether it's for a season or whether it's permanently. How's the Lord good? Since the Lord is always good and ready to receive you, you know I I, I love my best friends. But at the same time, you know, there's certain things I could I can I could talk to my best friends about without them fully judging me. But I can't talk to them about everything because then they'll be like, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, I, you know, uh, uh, I'll holler at you later. But David said that God's not like that. He's always ready to receive you. It didn't say that he's always ready to receive you on a Sunday. It just says he's it, he left it open. He left it open. You choose when you want him to receive you. If you want him to receive you every day of your life, then guess what? That's up to you. If you want, if you want to, if you want to embrace those open arms every hour, my granny used to sing it, every hour I need thee. Every hour. For me, sometimes if there's some days where I feel like, Lord, every second, I just I need you to, I, I, I need to get in those loving arms. I need to wrap myself in your arms. But it says that for the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. That's why we was able to sing, you are good. But it says he's so loving that it will amaze you. His love will amaze you. Why will his love amaze you? Because it's unconditional. Why? Because even when you, even at your lowest, even at your furthest, position in life it's still not too far from him it's still not too far from him it's still not too far from him 
you know, on my route, one of the, before I even took the shot, one of the things that me and Kelsey do, we share our locations on our phone just in case something ever happened. You know, then we can check and see so we, can, we know how to get to, you know, the, the other. But we don't just do it for us. We do it for our parents. I, I got to work on dads. I need to do it for dads. Not because we nosy, but because, hey, if you need us, do it for Drea. Not because I nosy want to know where Drea's going. Uh, be honest, Drea, Drea don't go a lot of places. So I know, like, you know, okay, she's safe. But if she were ever to go somewhere, I want to be, if she, if she was in need, I want to know, hey, I can get to where you are because I, I see where you're at. I, I know where you're I see where you're at. And the, the best thing about the iPhone, it'll tell you, you know, the ETA, how long it takes for you to get there. And, you know, on my route, there's this, there's this one spot where it's the furthest away. It's, I, when, when you look on maps from our house to the furthest point of my route, it says 20, I think it's like 25 or 26 minutes. And it's the furthest point. And, and every time I get out there, I always think about, hey, no matter what happens, Kelsey knows how to get to me in this spot. Because, one, I have signal, so she knows how to, she can pull my, pull my location up. But also, if something ever happened... There are certain people I've shared my location with. They know how to get to me if they need me, if I need them. God knows how to get to you. Why? Because he, he is following you. He is, a, he, is, he is following you. Not just he, He's not just following you and watching to see where you're going to mess up and inspect and dictate and judge and throw the, and, and look, and throw you, uh, throw the book at you or throw the hammer down. No, he is following you with eagerness and passion. Why? And any moment in your life, he can get to you. Any moment, hey, hey, how does your heart look? He can get to that. He can get to it. He can fix. He can heal. He can restore. He can mend. He's so loving that it will amaze you. So kind that it will astound you. And he's famous for his faithfulness toward all. He's famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted. Watch this, for he keeps his promises to every generation. He keeps his promises to every generation. He keeps his promises to every generation. You know, the Lord put, the, put that song, King, in my heart, on my, in, my, in my mind, in my heart this morning or late last night. Because I, I, you know, me and Kelsey was talking, but I haven't, we haven't sung that song since, you know, probably when we just had Kellen, you know. And baby Keenan, if that. And, you know, this morning as I was, you know, getting ready, I'm like, Lord, why? Why king of my heart, Lord? Because honestly, we was going to talk about it. We was going to sing something else. Had a different sermon planned. Already had us, you know, lined up and outlined and all this other stuff. And king of my heart. And I'm like, okay. And I, I couldn't shake it. I just kept feeling king of my heart, king of my heart. I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm going to trust you. We're going to go no notes. We're just going to, you know, and so then, you know, because I'm a five on the Enneagram, I love documentaries. So I'm like, okay, what's the story behind this song? I'm on YouTube and I'm like typing in King of My Heart song story. Can't find anything. I'm like, man, come on. And I, and you know, I wish I could say I know the person that wrote this personally. One day that may happen. But I knew, I knew who wrote it. And I, so I go to, I'm looking on his page and all these other different things. I'm like, come on, John, ain't you, got, ain't you got some explanation of this? Come on, tell us why you wrote this. And I'm like, so I had to go back to my first love and be like, all right, Lord, first off, I'm sorry that I didn't choose you first. But Lord, why, what, why, why this song? And he said, just begin to look at the verse. 
So okay, let's look. so let's look at the verse. You're gonna love this if you if you didn't hear it while you were singing. But literally, here's what you here's what we told the Lord this morning. Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run. Now, first off, King. You know, if you've ever watched the old monarch shows or monarch movies or all that stuff, you know, you have the king and queen. The the buck stops with the king. You know, the king makes the decisions. The king, right, he dictates all these different things. So as I'm getting ready, I'm thinking about all the different things a king can do. See, a king has the power. The, there's, so, there's a laundry list of all kinds of things a king can do. But a king has the power to liberate. Somebody say liberate. A king has the power to liberate. What that means, he has the power to release freedom to all those that are under him. So when we're singing, when we're saying, let the king of my heart, guess what? We're saying, okay, Lord, we gave you permission to come and liberate me. What do you need liberation from this morning? What do you need freedom from this morning? What, what parts of your past are you still gripping tightly to? What parts are we, uh, what, 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 what things from yesterday are we still shying away from? Or are we still running from? Or are we still got covered under a rug and hoping nobody, what are we, what, what fears are you scared of? John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus said, don't, don't worry or surrender to your fear. Don't surrender to your fear. But literally, let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drank from, oh, he is my song. Now, last time I checked, none of us, there might be a couple of y'all, but I, I'm not a fan of hiking. I don't see the fun of that. I don't see the pleasure of just walking in the woods. I don't see that as a fun thing. It's not fun to me. It's, it's freaky and it's scary. It's a nightmare, you know. But so when I, so I see that line, let it be in the mountain I run. I'm like, well, why would I want to go run on the mountain? How can, I, how, how can your goodness be compared to running on a mountain? Well, when there is a flood, when there is stuff going on in the valley, you want to get to the highest place. You know, when we're driving and you see a flood, instantly you want to turn around and don't drown. You want to turn around and go to the highest place, the highest level one, so you can see where the flood is and so you can know how to avoid it. But we all perceive that highest place as a safe position. So now we're saying, okay, Lord, not only are you our king, but you are our safe place. You are a safe position. You are the place where we can go and we can see every, we can see the landscape, we can see the future, we can see the past, we can see the present, we can see it all. Not only are you my safe place, but now you're my fountain where I drink from. You're the, you're the fountain. When I get thirsty, Jesus said that if we drink from him, we will never thirst again. You are the fountain where I drink from. You are the one that quenches my thirst. I remember growing up, Sprite used to have that commercial, Sprite, the quencher of thirst. Jesus, he quenches your thirst. He quenches it. The next line literally says, let the king of my heart, the liberator of my heart, mm, let the liberator of my heart be the shadow where I hide. The ransom for my life, oh, he is my song. Let it be the shadow where I hide. You know, you know I used to sing the song, years ago you know come and hide me lord hide me in the cleft of the rock hide me in the shadow of your wings psalms 91 hide me in the shadow of your wings see when a mama bird ooh, i don't know if you've ever seen this but when a mama bird is in the nest and you go got all the little birds with her whatever when she stretches her wings what she does she will tuck 
She will tuck the birds underneath. She will tuck her children underneath her. And when she, when the wings come back into this position, literally, in order for anything to get to those babies, at first has to penetrate her wings. So, Lord, hide me in the shadow of your wings. Not saying that we're trying to escape everything, but literally we're saying everything that I got going on in my life, Lord, filter it through you first. Lord, filter it through you first. Lord, all this anxiety I got, Lord, filter it through you first. All this depression or this bitterness or this confusion or this blood or man or I don't know what's going on, filter it through you first. Lord, how am I supposed to raise my kids? Filter me being a parent through you first. Filter me being a husband. Filter me being an employee. Filter me walking up the street. Filter me driving down the road. Filter my life through you, Lord. Whatever's going on in your life, allow it to be penetrated. Allow it to have to touch the wings of God first before it hits you. Before it gets to your heart, let it go through Jesus. Before it takes space and residency in your mind, let it go through Jesus first. And if it skips that and hits your heart and mind first, then say, okay, uh, has this, Lord, have you filtered this first? Lord, has this ran through your filter? Has this ran through the Brita filter of heaven? And then the answer is no. Okay, Lord, I'm going to lob it back up to you. I'm not going to let it take root in my heart unless you have already inspected it first. Unless you've already inspected it first. And then if that wasn't enough, Lord, you are good. Oh. But the next verse, this is where it gets real good. Let the king of my heart be the wind inside my cells. The wind inside my cells. See, back in the day, guess what? Before there was, you know, jet engines, before there was motorboats, before there was jet skis. Whenever people wanted to, you know, sail upon the water, you know what they had to use? They had to rely on the wind. Therefore, if the wind wasn't blowing, you'll get this on the way home. If the wind wasn't blowing, they weren't moving. I'm going to say that again. If the wind wasn't blowing, they weren't going anywhere. So when we're saying, oh, liberator of my heart, be the wind inside of myself, what you're really singing, see, we set you up. So let me tell you what you said. We're saying, okay, God, if you're not moving, I'm not moving. God, if you're not moving, I'm not moving. God, if you're not talking, I'm not talking. God, if you're quiet, I'm quiet. Lord, if you're healing, I'm healing. Lord, if you're whatever you're doing, I'm doing, God. And watch this. If you're not moving, I'm not moving. But also, if you're moving, then I'll go. If you're moving, I'm not watching. If you're moving, I'm moving with you. If you're, if you're moving, you're moving through me. And whatever direction you're moving towards, that's the direction you're taking me. I'm not going to, whatever direction you're moving, God, and then be like, I, I don't like that direction. I'm going to go over here. Well, see how well it worked out for Jonah. God, I don't like that direction. I don't want to do that. Church, you don't want to be swallowed up by life. You don't want to be swallowed up by life. Lord, uh, King, liberator of my heart, you are the wind inside my cells. Because of you, I can live and move. There it is. And have my being. It all goes back to that. You are the wind inside my cells. I promise we're almost done. The wind inside my cells. The wind inside my cells. The anchor in the waves. I love that. Because I heard a minister say that. An anchor does its best work in the midst of storms. In the midst of high seas. See, the waters can be calm and, you know, the anchor, like, it's, it's there. 
but you're not really, you know, you're not really thinking about the anchor. You're just, oh, you know, everything's great. But when the seas become high and when the storm is in the raging seas and all that's going on, that anchor that's locked into the ground, that's when it's doing its best work. That's when you know, hey, that's, this anchor is going to hold. This is a good anchor. So when we're saying liberator of my heart, you are the anchor in the waves. We're saying, oh, Jesus, you are the one that steadies me. You are the one that steadies my heart. You are the one that, in the midst of all chaos, I'm anchored in you. I'm grounded. The reason I'm not losing my mind is because of you, Jesus. The reason I'm not losing my cool is because of you, Jesus. The reason my blood pressure hasn't gone out through is because of you, Jesus. They can say this. They can say that about you. This can happen and this can happen. But the reason that you are still grounded, the reason that you are still standing, the reason that your head is still up, the reason that you are still breathing, the reason that you still have a roof over your head, the reason you still have a car to drive, the reason you still have food in the fridge, the reason you still have me to love on you and touch you whenever you need me to is because of Jesus. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Not because of your IQ. And guess what? Y'all, there are some smart people in this room. Every individual in this room is smart. Not because of your background, not because of where you came from, not because of what you know, not because of what you've taught yourself, but because of Jesus and Jesus alone. Jesus is the anchor in your waves. Jesus is your anchor. Somebody say my anchor. And guess what? We need to start leaning on that anchor. Stop leaning on yourself. Stop leaning on your own fears. Stop leaning on your own securities. I didn't say insecurities. Stop leaning on your securities. Stop leaning on what you think you know. Stop leaning on how you think you're going to make it happen. Stop leaning on how you think you could get a cosign. Stop leaning on all the different things you can do with your hands and just say, liberator of my heart you are the anchor in my waves you are the anchor when everybody is talking about me you are my anchor when all people leave me you are my anchor when the car breaks down you are my anchor when the bank account goes down to zero you are my anchor when my job is being funny you are my anchor when the world is going crazy you are my anchor as I'm pumping gas you are my anchor when I'm walking in the grocery store you are my anchor when things are great you are my anchor when things are low you are my anchor when my patience is out the door. You are my anchor when my frustration is out the door. You are my anchor when the doctor gives me a bad report. You are my anchor when all things are going crazy. Liberator of my heart, you are my anchor. Liberator of my heart, you are my anchor. Liberator of my heart, you are my anchor. He's your anchor, church. Not your best friend, not your mama, not your daddy. He is your anchor. And there's nothing wrong with family. But guess what, church? Jesus is your anchor. His shoulders are strong enough to handle your weight. His shoulders are strong enough to carry everything that you've been carrying. And church, there's some people here, you've been carrying stuff you were never meant to carry. You've been carrying stuff you were never meant to carry. And, he, and I believe that all this is all, is he's brought you here this morning to be like, hey, I need you to empty your shoulders. I need you to put the weight on the anchor. I need you to put the weight on the anchor. I need you to, I need you to give it to me. I need everything. He can take it. He can take it. He can take it. Somebody say he can take it. Oh, the song gets better. <laughs> the next line says, let the king of my heart, let the what? The liberator 
of my heart, the one that's going to free me. Let the liberator of my heart be the fire inside my veins. Jeremiah said it best. He said, it's like fire that's shut up in my bones. I remember as a kid, I used to love, I loved it when we read, when we read that scripture because that was the only time I get to say the word shut up. Other times, mom would be like, don't say that. But when dad would read that scripture, I'd be like, I would say it loud. We read all to, we all read the scripture together and Jeremiah would be like, and Jeremiah said it's like, and then you could just see little Lindsay, shut up in my mouth, you know, because I finally got to say it. that was the only time. But then the song, it literally said that the liberator of your heart, he's the fire inside your veins. He's the passion in you. He can give you passion even when you don't have passion. Even when you're lacking passion, even when you're lacking empathy, even when you're lacking care, he can supply it. See, we live in a world where they say, hey, hey, you got you to gotta stir up your own passion. You got to create your own passion. Whatever you desire, do it. Whatever you want to do, do it. I'm telling you, that's not healthy. That's not wise. But Jesus, the liberator, the one that issues freedom, he is the fire inside your heart. He's the one that can give you passion even in a passionless world. He can give you passion even when there's no passion on the job. Even when you're doing the same thing with the same people on the same day, in the same week, in the same month, in the same year, in the same town, in the same, I mean, same all capital letters. And still he can come in in between the letters and issue passion. Passion into your heart to the point that you're like, it may be the same day, same hour, same minute, but it feels like new mercy is flowing through you. It feels like new grace is flowing through you. He does that. He does that. Let the king of my heart. The last line of the verse says, the echo of my days. The echo of my days. See, an echo, an echo is something, it's a sound that repeats. It's a sound that keeps repeating and repeating, even to the point where we can't hear it with our our natural ears. The sound still, if you were able to pull up a graph, you can see that the sound is still carrying the echo of your days is Jesus. Jesus allows you to, he will, he, he, as he interacts with you, as you yield to him, as you surrender to him, days are going to go by. Months are going to go by and years are going to go by. And you're going to realize, oh snap, that, that thing I was worried about, I, that was so far gone. That's so far gone. That we outlived that. We outlive those rumors. We outlive that that accusation. We outlive that di- that diagnosis. We outlived that season. We outlived everybody running away. We outlived everybody going away. We outlived it. We outlived it. We outlived it. See, everybody, we all we all understand that Jesus had twelve disciples. We all talk about the twelve apostles. We all read from the New Testament. But at one point, Jesus had up to seventy followers, seventy disciples. And the Bible says that they left. They forsook him. And, you know, going forward, when we, we you know, fast forward to now, you know, we, we don't even think about this. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a small footprint or a footnote to think about the 70 that left him. There's some things in your life that if you stick with Jesus, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, whatever it is, you're going to look back and it's going to be just a footnote. It's going to be just a footnote. 
Not because you're staying so busy with life and didn't know because Jesus, the echo of your days, the liberator of your heart, the wind inside your cells, the fire inside your vein is carrying you on, carrying you on a steady path. I heard this one pastor, and I'll, I'll get ready to close, but I heard this one pastor say that the, the walk of the spirit, the walk of Jesus, walking with Jesus is never meant to be up and down. It's never meant to be high and low. It's meant to be steady. That's his desire for your life is for a steady one. See, we, we get lost in the gospel of winning, which says that, okay, if you're getting W's, then God's blessing. God's hand is upon you when you're getting the W's, when you're getting the blessings. Let me tell you something. God's hand is upon you even when you're going through it. God's hand is upon you even when you're in the valley. Why? Because you're still upright even in the valley. But God's desire for your life is for a steadiness, just a steadiness. Now, he loves you enough. He wants to see you blessed. He wants to see you have all that your heart's desire, all the different, you know, uh, he wants to see your bills paid, wants to see you, in, you know, not lacking a single thing, wants to see us be able to provide for our families, wants to see us pay off, you know, the parents' house, win the lotto, I'm going to pay everybody's house. He wants to see you do these things. But also, he, most importantly, he wants to see you steady. He wants to see the ship steady upon the waters. And when raging waters come, the ship is still steady. When the waters calm down, the ship is still steady. Steadiness is his desire for you. And if that wasn't enough after we sung all that, then we got to, we got to declare. We got to declare it. We got to remind ourselves that he's never going to let us down. Never going to let you down. You know, there's a song that we sing literally says that, you know, he's, he's not in the business of letting you down. He's never, he's never let, he's, he's never lost. And he won't start now. He won't start with you. He will not start with you. He's not in the business of losing. He has the perfect record. The perfect record. He is the champion. I thought we was going to sing that today, but the Lord just kept saying, king of my heart, king of my heart. But I believe that I can't speak for the writer, but I believe the reason that, you know, he never said, Jesus, you know, let Jesus of my heart be the mountain where I run to. The reason I feel like he never said, Jesus be the mountain I run to. Jesus be the echo of my days. Jesus be the wind inside myself. I purposely believe this. The reason he said king is because king means that one who is above all, one who is in charge of all, and no one above him, all the responsibility falls back to the king. And for us to declare, hey, Jesus, you are our king. It's, the, it's, it's us saying, okay, Lord, all these different things, I'm not going to be king. I'm going to let you be king. I'm not going to try to be the wind inside myself. I'm going to let you be it. I'm not going to try to stir up the, my own passion to, to be the fire inside my Lord, I'm going to let you be king. Lord, I'm going to let you be king of my life. I'm going to let you be king of my heart. I'm going to let you be king of all that goes on in this. The Bible says that the issues, out of your heart flows the issues of life. So all these different things that you're worrying about, it's stored right here. And we're saying, let the king of my heart. So when we say that, we're saying, okay, Lord, we're moving over. We're taking ourselves off the throne of our heart, and we're putting you on the throne. And guess what? If he's on the throne of your heart, he gets to deal with all the issues that flow out of your heart. 
and we know that he's more than capable with dealing with some issues. He is more than, and he's not the kind of king that's going to see the issues and ignore them, try to sweep them under the rug. No, he will deal with them the best way possible. He will deal with them in ways that you never could have imagined. He will deal with all the things that concern you. He will deal with all the things that worry. He will deal with all the things that keep you up at night. He will deal with all the things that raise your blood pressure. He will deal with all the regrets. He will deal with all the bitterness. He will deal with all the mistakes. He will deal with all the hurts and offense. Everything. Somebody say everything. Everything that's flowing right here. When we say let the king of my heart, we're saying, God, you get to be on the throne right here. This throne right here, it's yours now. If you don't get anything else today, God, this throne right here is yours. All my mistakes that I that I still beat myself up over, it right here, come sit right here and you deal with them now. You deal with them now, Lord. You're the king. You have the power to liberate me. And that's what he wants to do. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll tackle this. The Bible says that, well, okay, if he's dealing with that, what, what are we supposed to do? Rest. Rest in him. Or better yet, trust that's what's left for you to do if you're not worrying if you're not stressing if you're not biting your nails if you're not keeping yourself up at night what's left to do resting and trusting when's the last time you trusted in Jesus when's the last time you rested in Jesus when I say rested I'm not talking about going and take a nap trust me I would love to take a nap but watch this the Bible talks about resting is a cease of all activity a ceasing of you trying to make it happen. A ceasing of, God, when's this, you know what, Lord, I know what you said, but I'm, I'm going to help you out a little bit. God, I know what the prophet said about this church 20 years ago, so yeah, I still ain't seen it, but Lord, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you, God. We're going we're gonna to get it out. We're going to get the word out. A cease of all activities. Lord, what, what about my future marriage? I cease from all activities. Lord, what about school? A cease from all activities. Lord, what about this? Or what about that? A cease of all activities. And it's not that those things get, you know, those, those things get put on the back burner and forgotten about, and then they pile up and, they, oh, so what are we going to do? No, he'll take care of those as well. The hardest thing for me is when people are like, hey, can I help you? I'm like, I don't know. I got two arms. What's what going to get? Andrea always gets on to me whenever, whenever I let her help me. She's like, see, was that so hard? And I'm, I'm like, girl, if you, was, if you was my brother, we'd be wrestling on the floor right now. You better take a little bass out your voice. <laughs> but she's always like, was that so hard for me to help you? And I feel like sometimes God is saying that to us through the Spirit. Is it so hard for you just to trust me? Is it so hard for you to let me be the king and liberate you of the, everything that you were trying to stress and strive over? Is it so hard? And church, by our actions, sometimes it does look hard. By our actions, sometimes we are telling that to God. God, yeah, it is hard. Lord, sometimes it is hard for me to trust you. Lord, I've been burned by this person, or I've been burned by that, or, or God, I, I thought my life would be different by this time, you know, 2023, or, or I, you know, I thought it'd be looking this way. Lord, sometimes it is hard to trust you. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. In fact, he wants that honesty, amen? He wants that honesty. But what also he wants is, okay, now that we got to the honest point, now let's, let's work through this. Give me the keys. Move out of the seat. Let me sit and let me work. 
Let me sit and let me work. Let me sit and let me work. You ever tried to do something and you didn't know what you were doing? And along comes somebody that knew what they were doing and, and finally you're like, here, here, you take care of it. I, I don't know. And you step back. That instant relief. That instant rush of, okay, they, they got it. And that's, you know, before you even know it, it's handled. That's the way it is with God. Hey, hey, the hurt, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm going to let you deal with this. Lord, the loss of passion, the loss of caring. Okay, Lord, uh, I'm going to step back. I'm going to let you sit here and you deal with it. You reignite the flame within me. You reignite, you respark the passion. Liberator, oh, liberator of my heart. So I encourage you to start seeing Jesus like that. Oh, liberator of my heart. When you pray this week, don't just say, hey, hey, Papa, or don't just say, dear Jesus. But like, oh, oh, liberator of my heart. Thank you for this day. Oh, liberator of my heart, thank you for new mercy. Oh, liberator of my heart, right now I thank you for, for healing Michael. Oh, liberator of my heart, I thank you right now for giving will. I'm so glad we prayed. I, I, I'm, that was the Lord right there because I didn't even think about that. Oh, liberator of my heart, be with the surgeons. Oh, liberator of my heart, drive in the car with me and protect me from all the different hidden and unseen dangers or seen and unseen dangers. Oh, liberator of my heart.